Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I am honored to have interviews and conversations with people who understand and have been through the process of figuring out who they had to be in order to do the things they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited about today's guest. Mostly, we had this amazing conversation, and I love, you know, two strangers passing in the night type of thing. Um... So a formal introduction, this is Pat Alva Craker, and she's a coach. I mean, and and as far as so many people would be considered, would consider we're basically competitors, which is what I love most about it because I don't (laughs) live that way. I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. And you reached out to me somewhat randomly on LinkedIn. So yay you. So huge, huge, huge yay you on that. We had a million and a half people in common and we were, you're like, why don't I know you? I'm like, I don't know. And we just had so much fun. I'm like, okay, we've got to record one of these conversations. So before we get started, why don't you give a more formal introduction into who you are and what you do for people and all that amazing stuff. Well, thank you, Erin. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And it was a delight to have um, really been brought together through our network, which uh, you and I know where we uh, our success is based on our network and our relationships. And uh, I'm, I'm an advocate of actually working my network on a daily basis. And I found you and I said, we know so many people. Why don't we know each, other? We know each other? And here we are having a conversation. Uh, we are talking, I am in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm a long life Texan, was born and raised in El Paso. And I am a business coach as well. Uh, I'm a speaker and an author of a best-selling book called Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation. And we'll be talking about some stories in here. Absolutely. Uh, I've been coaching for uh, many years. Actually, my desire uh, to coach and make a difference with women really started back in corporate. I have 35 years of corporate experience with IBM and Lockheed Martin as a system engineer and project manager. And what I saw was that there was this table that a lot of women were not sitting at. Yes, I've been at a few of those tables. I am like, this has got to change. So as I started meeting women in corporate and they shared their, their dreams and their aspirations, I just began to really listen and just had the, the, the gift of being able to coach them to where they want to be. And so I mentored and coached since corporate. And uh, once I, when, I was time, when it was time to rewire, then I went into um, really helping women entrepreneurs who have a corporate background mm-hmm. and have hit that point where they are, they're doing the same thing and they're expecting different results and they're stuck and they really can't. Mm, where is it? Where is that? 
that uh, little change or pivot that needs to happen within them in order to elevate. Yeah. And so I use a number of assessments to do that, including human design, which is a blueprint of how people are really wired and um, born with uh, these natural gifts and using this blueprint to have actually help them grow their business in a way that resonates and is in alignment, which is what I'm all about. Nice. Alignment and how important oh, right. it is. And, um, and in corporate, we aren't always aligned. No, we are not very, very often we are not aligned in corporate. And I remember from our previous conversation, we had such a similar background where we were successful in corporate and then you leave. And and I I work with so many of the same types of clients and I call it, I'm smart, I'm doing the work. So why isn't it working? (laughs) And so I always ask folks, I, I compare leaving corporate to jumping off a cliff. Because it really is losing the security. It's letting go of the security of, of solid ground beneath your feet. So one of the things I love talking about, because the effect is the same, it almost doesn't matter because the effect is the same, but did you jump off the cliff or were you pushed off the cliff? <laughs> I experienced both. <laughs> Either way, let's face it, you find yourself falling, the ground's no longer under your feet. So how you got there very quickly becomes irrelevant. It is true. And I've had, I've had an opportunity to experience both. And the first time that I, when I was, you know, had the opportunity, well, was it, you know, it's an opportunity at the time. It didn't feel like that when I got laid off. Oh my God. I was like, I thought I was going to work for this company all my life. That was a, that was the culture that I grew up in. You go to work with one company, you stay with them forever, you get the watch, the clock, blah, 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 and you're with them forever. And so we have this expectation of certain things are going to happen. And then when they don't, we, we, we become devastated. I was devastated. And um, like you said, well, like you said, though, it's because it's more at that point, it's more than losing the security in the moment. It affects your definition of what's supposed to happen. Yes. And expectation. So, right. Mm-hmm. So you have the short term problem of paying the electric bill, but you have this bigger problem of I failed, even if you didn't, at what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Yes. And that's, uh, and that's a challenge for a lot of us when we have uh, expectations of what's supposed to happen. And I had a really in- interesting conversation with a friend of mine. We were talking about expectations. Sure. And he said, what if you moved from expectation to appreciation? Yeah. And that such a, is a major shift in thinking for, for us all as entrepreneurs and professionals on just really being an appreciation. You know what? I actually get to talk to Aaron today. What a, what a pleasure it is. I actually get to share my gift with other people. I actually get, and when you're in that frame of, frame of mind of, I actually, I get to, it changes the whole dynamics of your business and career. Well, and it's almost easier to do that outside of corporate. Yes. Because it's easier, not easy, but easier to find other groups of people who share that mm-hmm. framework. Yeah. And traditional corporate, and you know, I'll age us a little bit. I can't tell you if it's still the same way now, 
Um, though I don't have a lot of reason to believe it's changed drastically <laughs> since I was right. there. I would agree with you. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of impetus to that change. Um, it's not how things work. It's not how people talk. They give a little lip service to it, mm -hmm. but it's not how it functions. It's very hard to change how something functions. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it really is. And it becomes one of really what works for you mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. What really works for you? What resonates with you? And making a decision that you're always at choice. Yes. And that when you're always, when you feel like you're always at choice, you're the one that gets to create your reality and your definition of success and what you want and needs to be done in your business versus being led by external trends, other people that you should, you could, why aren't you? And so that as an entrepreneur, our mindset is so critical, isn't it, to our success? Oh, my gosh. And in the beginning, when I work with clients, and I know I went through this myself, in the beginning, that feels very um, horrifyingly exhausting. It, it's easier to blame everybody else mm -hmm. in the moment. Yeah. But it's not easier to live your life that way. And so what feels like an overwhelming pressure in the beginning becomes unbelievably freeing if you can get over the hump of figuring out how to incorporate it. So true. So yeah. were you, did you climb back on the cliff or did you, did you stay in your free fall? You said you, it's happened to you both ways. So I missed it happened to me both ways. Right. So found it I, uh, I was fortunate that uh, when um, I left IBM and that was, they were, they were doing a major layoff. I got caught in that in the eighties. And uh, no, it's 2000, actually. And I got a job very quickly with Lockheed Martin Aeronautics. Okay. And, um, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed working in that corporate environment. Uh, I will have to say that there got, there got, there was a point within me where I felt like I have so much, I have so much within me. I've, I've invested in myself so much and I feel like I've had, I have this great set of skills and the company's only using this itty bitty. Yeah. Set. And, and I felt like I was uh, dying on the vine. I'm right. Like, there, that whole, there's got to be something else. Yeah. There's got to be something else. I, my version of that was I had started to get bored out of my mind, mm. even though I was loving the people I was working yeah. with. Yeah. I had, I, I had lost interest in what I was actually doing. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, some things had happened that weren't very huge consequential to me, but where we would work on these big, huge projects. And then someone involved in the big, huge project would come along and say, you know what, we're going to take our company in a different direction. And then all your work just kind of died on the bottom, you know, like you said, and it felt so weird to me to be at a fact instead of it cause like, wait a minute, you mean the last two years of my life and everything we've done in, in a big insurance company who shall read, it's not like they did anything wrong. They just changed direction for their business. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because at the time we don't, you know, when, when you went through that particular incident, when I went through mine is we don't get to, see, we don't see the bigger picture. And what I've learned through these changes of being laid off, you know, having my husband die at an early age, running a, a ranch at, is that um, it's part of the journey. Yes. 
this is part of the journey. And if we accept that whatever happens is in our highest good, which I had to accept, even though I was devastated when my husband passed away and I was left running a 200, uh, 200 acre exotic animal ranch and working for Lockheed Martin and doing coaching that I said, okay, this is part of my journey. What am I supposed to learn? Exactly. What am I supposed to learn here? This is hard right now. Something's got to give here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So how did you, what was your catalyst? Like my catalyst, I always say it really does take a catalyst to make a big change. And there's seldom a good thing. Catalyst doesn't come in the form of rainbows and puppies and unicorns. Because if that was how you were feeling, you, there would be no compulsion to make a change. You know, Exactly. I would say my, my biggest changes come when I can't stand my own crap anymore, right? <laughs> I just can't take, can't deal with myself anymore. So what was the catalyst that, you know, I'm just going to make an assumption that the person who is successful at IBM and Lockheed Martin, much like myself at Cushman and Wakefield and in the insurance world is not the same person who's successful in my current business. Yeah, it's true. I, I just really felt uh, when, when my husband passed away and I was consumed with running the ranch and working for corporate and running my own business. I was like, how I felt like I was drowning. Yeah. You know, I felt like, how am I going to get out of this? I feel like I'm drowning and that, and, uh, in being, uh, in grief. And, and then one of my friends says, okay, Pat, you're either going to pick yourself up, up from your bootstraps, or you're going to curl up and die in bed. Which one are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to pick myself up from the group, my bootstraps and I'm going to move forward one day at a time and I will make this work and I will, and it's all about the decisions that I made going forward. It's like, what's most important right now? Well, I can't do it all. What's most important right now? What's most important? Where do I need to focus my, my time and energy right now? And this just getting, being overwhelmed and just kind of narrowing the focus of what's, what's going to get me forward. And just um, support being surrounded by people who are love me and support me and, and would tell me you're going to be okay. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at Aaron at conqueryourbusiness.com. And it, you know, the support clearly. Oh yeah. The decisions clearly. But one of the things like we're talking about, you may or may not be cognizant of in the moment, you end up having to live with intention. Like every single day, making the decision of what's going to happen and be and act with intention instead of reaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you with that. Intention is key because it enables you to respond to life versus react. Mm -hmm. And you can set an intention of what it is that you want to accomplish at the end of the day. So I would start living with intention. And now I, I, every day I live with intention, even setting intention for our call, any little thing it's with intention. And asking for that or something better. Well, and 
it becomes a habit. Yes. It's crazy how in the beginning it feels like a burden and a challenge and decision fatigue. (laughs) And ultimately you get to the point where you do it automatically before you step into something. Absolutely. And it's life-changing because then you start, um, you start seeing the re the results of your intentions. And I learned that through being able to journal Mm. and say, okay, I intended this and this is what happened. And I could just see the power of intention by just going through my day and, and journaling everything that's happened so that I could sell for my own good, learn that what I was doing, I was manifesting, I was living my intention and amazing things were are happening. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, where did the book come along? So I'm a writer. I have a journalism degree, big, big background in marketing. So I, the idea of taking, and I understand and really, really enjoy using, using story in order to make connection and also to teach because it's such a better way and more fun. You know, it's not more effective. It's also more enjoyable for both sides than just to list off things. No one's going to remember. Um, so where did the book come from? Well, that, yeah. So when, um, I started, um, the death of my husband and having to run the ranch was just one aspect of some major life changes. Um, I would go back to when I, uh, learned that I had breast cancer and I'm a 26 year breast cancer thriver Yay. and yeah, I'm grateful for that. And as I started going through these challenges in my life, I just started writing down the lessons of how I got myself out of these situations and came out a stronger version of Pat. And I got to a point where I had developed, actually, my initial book was 31 Soulful Practices for Women Entrepreneurs. And it was all based on the lessons that I had learned, practices that I had learned and studied. And uh, when I was talking to my publisher, he said, you have three books right here. So we said, what are we going to do with the first book? And I said, let's, I'll take my favorite, I'll take my favorite real lessons, practices, and I want to wrap them around a story, around a story that is very close to my story where we experience, you know, my Catherine experiences the loss of her job, her, her business, her marriage her home and how those lessons uh, were, are interweaved into the story uh, under Pat's musings. And they uh, it's a moment in time of each chapter where I actually ask women deep questions about how to move their, themselves forward, um, how to restore, how to rest, why it's important, um, self-care. We talk about uh, what it is to be resilient as a, as a woman who's lost everything and how she rebuilds and becomes a stronger person. So it's, it's a, a great book. I um, do. A friend of mine who is an owner, founder and owner of a very fast growing public relations firm wrote an article, I think Inc. picked it up, about not knowing a single entrepreneur, successful entrepreneur who had not been through trauma. Yeah. And... and I couldn't either once, once we started talking about that. And I think what you just mentioned is part of why you cannot learn resilience outside of the need to be resilient. I agree. 
it's a horrible fact. Mm -hmm. I wish I could tell you there's an easier route, but you cannot learn resilience except by needing to be resilient. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it is, um, it is a muscle. Yeah. It is a muscle that needs to be developed and really be in a state of appreciation when something does happen like that. Because like you say, until it, until you have a uh, significant emotional event, um, that muscle doesn't kick in and it's an important muscle to have in order to thrive, especially as an entrepreneur. So how did you pick out of Exotic Animal Ranch, Lockheed Martin, and coaching? Because I probably, I don't know if you know this about me, I was running a little late today because I volunteer every Friday at a wildlife rescue, and there was a muskrat release that had to happen this morning. So while there's no food allowed in my brand new car, evidently a wild animal is fine in the brand new car. And so what I'm leaning towards is as much as I absolutely love my coaching business, I might have leaned towards the exotic animal ranch. <laughs> How did you? Yeah, so that you know that um, I ended up I ended up into uh, the uh, exotic animal ranch realm, if you will, because I married a husband. My husband was an animal whisperer, and his love was ranching, and so I married into it, and I enjoyed that lifestyle for twenty two years, and it taught me so many lessons. Uh, and the animals taught me a lot of lessons. Oh, and right? It was it, it was an amazing journey that um, I would say very few people get to experience to really be around you know, 500 animals in any given day, all the variety. And and then within me, my passion was always in moving women forward. And I, that part of me always, you know, that thread was throughout my entire year, years in corporate and coaching. And um, as hard as it was to let it go, I had to be true to myself to where I thought my gifts and my talents lie. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so I stayed with, um, with coaching. Yeah. Awesome. So what's next? What's next for Pat? Well, I have a second book. Oh, there you go. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to work on a second book. That's right. Your publisher told her you got three. So we're on number two. Yeah. The, yeah. The publisher says right three and, um, inspiration was, you know, was given to me and said, just name it book two and just start. We'll tell you. <laughs> we'll tell You'll you know it when it comes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you what to write. And uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm working on a second book and really um, just continuing to support women. I, you know, we're in the midst of a lot of changes and I think there's more changes to come. Yes. Um, in, yeah. I know a lot of people who it was different and it was very interesting to me having gotten in a corporate in the 80s when women were pretending to be men. Right? Yes, and that was one of those. <laughs> right? I, yeah, hey, that was one of those big time. Right, with the shoulder pad. I'm five feet tall and I do not look good in shoulder pads. <laughs> this is not a good look. But that's what we did. And yeah. then moving into mentoring other women who, the way that I refer to it, came into their own during the creation of reality TV. Mm -hmm which brought new problems of how women should and shouldn't behave. But the pandemic has created yes. such a feminine recession mm -hmm. that until now, for the last, say, 20 years, we could pretend we were making advances. 
Yeah. And very clearly that wasn't really the case. Mm -hmm. Not that there was no movement forward, but it wasn't the lip service being given to how great everything was for women has, you know, the, the curtain has been pulled back. And I know a lot of people who, um, are now stepping up mm -hmm. because, because of that reality. Mm -hmm. And again, catalyst isn't easy, but that's what it takes. And hopefully the unfortunate catalyst will lead to some significant changes for the next group of women coming through. Absolutely. And it's our, your job, it's our job. You and I, Aaron, to lift the, uh, the upcoming, you know, the younger generation, the one that we're going to rely on to lead. <laughs> <laughs> help them be, you know, <laughs> step into their power and really be um, um, the advocates and really play in a bigger stage. I want to play in a bigger stage more in the area of philanthropy and uh, write the book and, and just do some fun, you know, fun retreats. Um, women, so many women say, I'm just tired of being at home. I want to get out and be with the girlfriends. Yeah. I want to connect. So next year, I'm, I'm already laying out my schedule for business and self-care retreats in nice. fun destinations like Sedona. Uh, have you, oh my God, I, I just came back there just um, investigating and looking at different places to have retreats. So Very yeah. Very cool. So I have a lot of women listeners. If they want to continue this conversation with you and tap into some of the amazing, amazing lessons and things you can help them with, what is the easiest way that they can get a hold of you. I know you're not hiding, but what is like the direct path? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people can go to my ladies, you can go to my website, um, majesticcoachinggroup.com. I have a contact button, reach out to me, schedule a conversation so that uh, you and I can talk about the strategy, a strategy for your business. And you can walk away with one or two tips that would make a difference in, in your business. And uh, I have a wide network and a lot of resources so we can have a conversation about who is it that you need to be connected to or want to be connected to. And let me make those introductions for you. Uh, I'm on Facebook and on LinkedIn under Pat Alva Craker and Majestic Coaching Group. And I do have an offer for your um, oh, fantastic. listeners. Yay. Uh, I'm, yay, I'm very much into uh, balance and self-care. And so I have an, offer, uh, an offering of a guide of, of seven amazing self-care tips for you know, successful and amazing women. And you can go to majesticcoachinggroup.com slash self hyphen care habits and just okay. download that guide and ladies, you know, self-care is so important. Absolutely. And if they missed it because they're driving, go to the show notes for anywhere you can see the podcast and we'll make sure that we have that link right in there for you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Thank you so much, Anna. It was a pleasure. And let's keep the connection going. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. 
I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.